You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. Everybody, this is super fun because the OKC82 Podcast is finally back after a game was played. It's been 138 days, I think, since the last time yeah, the OKC Thunder that. played. They played the Boston Celtics and beat the Boston Celtics in Boston. Everybody remembers that game, no SGA. Dennis Schroeder with the big play. And then a few days later, the whole world got put on hold. And finally, after a long, long, long wait, basketball has returned for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And guess what? They beat the Boston Celtics in a game that is meaningless, but it's a scrimmage. And we are here. Madison Morris, Brady Trantham, OKC82 Podcast. The score is inconsequential because Madison, Andre Robertson is back. Yeah, he's he back. He played like basketball. basketball. It was, we knew it was coming. Um, maybe, maybe not so much in the first half, but we figured at some point in this game, we're probably going to see Andre Robertson. But Madison, I have to say, like when he's walking onto the floor, it still felt like, wow, this, this year is already weird. This was weird, but this was at least yeah. weird in a good way. Yeah, no, definitely in a good way. I even said, you know, if you're just a sports fan, you know, regardless of what it is, if you see a player that kind of has an injury like that and it's just scary, it's really emotional and, you know, it's out of nowhere, you know, you can never anticipate crazy stuff like that to happen. And so when it does and then you follow this certain player along their recovery process, the most emotional thing, you know, whether you watch basketball or not, is seeing them return back to action. And so I think I can speak for a lot of people. That's what the emotion was today is seeing Andre Robertson walk back onto the court and you're just like, am I watching this correctly? Like, is he really out there? He's about to play basketball. And then he did and he did great. And uh, yeah, it was, it was just really, really cool to see him get back after everything he's been through the past couple of years. Yeah, and of course, uh, he actually talked about this a little bit. We'll get to some quotes later on, Madison, but uh, wasn't Andre Arverson chasing around on the perimeter. He was more so kind of put back on the back line, on the baseline, playing the four position. And, I mean, a lot of that is just kind of attributed to the fact that the Thunder's roster is much more versatile than it was the last time Andre Arverson was playing, where he, he had a set role because X, Y, and Z around him had other set roles or set responsibilities. This team's a little bit more versatile, not necessarily better, but they're just more versatile. And then also from probably the standpoint of this is the first time he's played basketball competitively in the NBA in 909 days. That's wild. Yeah. So I think maybe even though he's fully prepared, he's fully conditioned at this point, the best that he's going to be, um, except for the game reps that he's hopefully going to accrue, Uh, on Sunday when they take on the Sixers and then moving forward from that. Probably a little unfair to just have him go chase people on the perimeter. So, you know what, get a little, like, reacclimate yourself, a little bit slower position at the four. Uh, But Andre Robertson can do that. He's uh, played the two, he's played the three, he's played the four. And he even said in the postgame mass, and he got switched up onto the five, and it kind of freaked him out for a second. But (laughs) all these are good things. I mean, him feeling uncomfortable on the floor, it's it's all supposed to work towards the ultimate goal of him hopefully having an impact because this is exciting mass and this is a great mm-hmm. sign that Andre's here but this is a meaningless scrimmage game in that we can't really we can't really sit here and say Andre Robertson's going to make a meaningful impact for this Thunder team in the seeding games or the postseason because we have to see him build on top of this and not have another setback or not sit out an entire game because of coaching reasons so this is a great first step 
I'm so happy to see Andrew Arverson on the floor. I was so happy to be able to talk to him after the game. Um, just forget the fact that we're finally watching basketball, Madison. It, it was just a, it was just a good day. This, this year has been shit. This was a yeah. good <laughs> No, it definitely has. It's just been, it's been full of just a lot of ups and downs. It's been full of a lot of uncertainty. And I think right now the most refreshing thing to do is to see basketball back, back in action, but also see, you know, different guys regain their strength, regain their confidence. And especially for people that we're talking to right now, they're obviously interested in Thunder basketball. So that's what they're excited to see is Andre Robertson back in action. And I mean, obviously we got to hear from Billy Donovan and Chris Paul in the postgame availability as well. And they were just, you know, absolutely ecstatic to hear that he was, you know, feeling really good that he got the chance to get back out there and play the game that he's so passionate about. All of his hard work has been paying off. And I love what Chris had to say when he said that, you know, he first got traded to Oklahoma City. He got to see Andre on the court and he had just suffered a setback. And it, it can be discouraging. You know, these guys, this is their life. It's their career. It's what they wake up and do every single day is play basketball. To have that taken away from you, it can just be pretty much the most discouraging thing to happen to you. So they've been by his side through all of the ups and downs. They've had to witness, you know, his setbacks and then his comebacks. And it's just, it's so rewarding for this team to witness Andre Robertson do something spectacular. And I know he didn't, you know, obviously play all the minutes today. He didn't have all the points. Like he wasn't this exciting player to watch, but in a way he was just because he had the chance to contribute again and, he was, I mean, he was all smiles after the game. So that's just, that's more than itself. Like, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, Andre Arverson, he scores his first bucket. It was just kind of, he found the ball under the rim, finished the layup, uh, shot his first three from the corner and made it. And look, again, I'm not going to hot take over reaction, but the shot did look a little bit smoother. Yeah. Maybe that changes when the games actually matter and he's still out there. Maybe that changes, I don't know. But just quick raw observation, especially when he's had, a lot of times you just stand there and shoot on the, on the practice floor in these, yeah. in all these two and a half years, the shot looked a little bit cleaner, but who knows how that um, acts. But uh, Madison, we haven't worked together the entire time that we both have covered the thunder, um, but we've covered the team for around the same amount of time. Yeah. You might have a different opinion of this, but there's really been three times what maybe with specifically three thunder players that whenever we've talked to them, I came away with that was as close to genuine from them as we're ever going to get. Like they weren't fronting. They weren't like, I'm here to like sell an image. Right. I, I represent a brand. There were only three times, basically every time we talked to Carmelo Anthony, cause that dude is just, <laughs> he is truthful to a fault. Like he yeah. just tells the truth and I like God love him for it. Number two was when Russell Westbrook came back um, again, when the Rockets came to town and he was, damn near t in tears kind yeah. of like holding them back talking to us at the um, post-game podium that was about as genuine as I've ever seen Russell Westbrook yeah and Andre Robertson today mm -hmm. and you know it's it's weird because they're wearing masks and we're over the, we're doing this over a computer via zoom they're in Orlando you and I are in Oklahoma City or you're actually you're you're back home aren't you now yeah, that. currently in Ada, I had to come pick up a couple of things for my parents. So just back for the night going you back to the morning. You need to tell the mayor of Ada that um, NBA postgame availability occurred in your town. And you need, I know, right? you need like the key of the city or something. You're like, you're welcome. There you just go. A great name of Ada into every topic of conversation. <laughs> I'm glad you made it out. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, Andre's got a mask on. But this dude is just smiling the whole time. He's... 
he's laughing kind of at, not at questions, but he's kind of laughing mm-hmm. along with us when we're like, you know, welcome back. And what was it like? And what's it like to not have fans out there? And then he talked about all the support that he's had from uh, fans, not just in Oklahoma City or in the state of Oklahoma, but all over the world. We, you know, Madison, you and I know a handful of fans who don't even hail from the United States. And they yeah. are certainly appreciative of Andre Robertson and the hard work he's put in. But got to say, like coming away from um, talking to Andre Robertson in the post game. Uh, I was happy for him before all this even occurred, knowing the hard work he put in. But, man, it was – that again, it was so cool just to see him really take it all in. And, you know, these guys are millionaires. These are professionals. But um, I mean this in the most, you know, complimentary way. He looked like a kid out yep. like, talking to us. He just looked like a kid having fun. No, oh, my gosh, I completely agree. He just had the greatest spirit to him. And like Brady said, he was – you know, he was laughing. He joked with us. He, you know, even laughed at himself a little bit saying, oh yeah, you know, my shoes were a little slippery here and there. I was a little nervous. And I love when players can be so upfront and transparent that they're not, they don't shy away from those opportunities just to tell us exactly how they were feeling. And he said, he was like, I was very anxious. Billy Donovan looked at him at halftime and said, Hey, you're going in when we get back, you better be ready. And he straight up said, I was anxious. I was a little nervous, but I was excited. Just had a bunch of different emotions running through him. All the nerves kind of came back and that's to be expected. I mean, uh, Brady, you always talk about this and I'll just piggyback off of it. These guys are human beings. You know, we need to like, remember that they have emotions. They're nervous. They talked about it a little bit, just leading up to the scrimmages. There was a lot of anxiousness surrounding the bubble in general as people were going back to play basketball. And, you know, there's just so many different things that you can take away from different experiences like this. But really, I think the biggest thing that we took away from talking to Andre Robertson today after the game was that he was just happy as all get out to be back. He was so ready to get back to action. This has been a long time coming for the, for him um, and his family and his support system and just really anyone that's in his life. So it was just, it was really cool to see the raw emotions that came with returning to basketball after so much time off. So, yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. He really was kind of like a kid in a candy store, just so happy and so pleased with himself. And that's the biggest thing you want from a guy who maybe had, you know, a little bit of a mental blockage coming back. It's just, you want him to be proud of himself. You want him to take pride in the performance that his team put on today. And, you know, luckily, other than, I mean, we'll get to this a little bit later, I'm sure, but Abdul Nader taking a fall kind of towards the end of the scrimmage, yeah. guys came out pretty scot-free. Like, it was nice, and it was a good, clean game, really. And so, yeah, just – it was all around just a great experience for Andre to ease back into basketball. Yeah, Andre just plays just under 12 minutes, two for three. His other miss – the only missed shot was a three. And, again, it kind of goes back into, like, hey, the three – you know, the shot looked a little bit smoother than it typically did back in the day. Um, finished with five points, Andre Arverson. So, congratulations, Andre. Welcome back to basketball. Welcome back to the Thunder. But, um, yeah, I guess let's get into the other important thing, Madison. You just hit on it. Uh, Abdul Nader, the very end of the game with about, what, a minute and a half left in the game. Oh, yeah. Like, very um, the game. I believe he tripped over Brad Wanamaker. I can't remember who exactly it was from um, Celtics, but it was just unfortunate. There was nothing dirty. Um, just unfortunate tangled legs moment under the rim. Abdul was kind of falling backwards already, and then he tripped over some legs. And his uh, ass hit the floor first. His back yeah. hit it, and then the whiplash effect, his head just on the exact back of his head hit the floor. 
And it looks hard. It was hard to watch in real time. It was hard, even harder to watch in replay. Abdul Nader immediately went to the locker room. Seemed okay. You know, he wasn't like passed out or unconscious. He just right. kind of looked like we all do when we hit our head where we're just, you know, it's like when you stub your toe and you feel like that your toe has like ble- gushing blood or you <laughs> just need to like go ahead and amputate. Um, it hurts more than hopefully it actually is. Uh, Billy Donovan didn't have anything to add in the post game when we asked him about it. Said he was being evaluated for concussion protocol. Whether or not he'll have to stay in the concussion protocol, we'll, we'll kind of probably f- find that out tomorrow during player availability, coach availability. Hopefully, but this is the Oklahoma City Thunder. But um, Madison, I guess, other l- little quick. Oh, and Zion Williamson has returned to the Orlando bubble. So that's yes. good news. And uh, I'm assuming he tested negative every day he was out, which means he's only have, going to have to quarantine for five days, I believe. But these rules yes. change. These rules change every day. Um, <laughs> really quick, Madison, before we get to um, the – I wanted to get on to the topic of the story that you were going to write when we were done podcasting, and then yeah. we'll uh, – we actually asked some fans and listeners for uh, some of their Thunder scrimmage overreactions. So I'm looking forward to that because it is a meaningless <laughs> scrimmage in a lot of ways. But, um, yeah, like you, you kind of come away from this game, at least like I did, Madison, where I expected the chemistry to be fine. Uh, this is a team that had strong cohesion, strong leadership, strong chemistry. Um, we go back to the beginning of the season where, where there are nine new players on this team playing for Billy Donovan that haven't played with him. Mm-hmm. And they have to basically just figure it out on the floor. You can only do so much in practice. You can only do so much just in the locker room. This is something that needed to be figured out on the floor. And if it's a different group of personalities with Shea Gillis Alexander, uh, all the way down to even guys like Mike Muscala, uh, Abdul Nader, Hamadou Diallo. If it's a different group of personalities, maybe they never figure it out. But this is just a, a bunch that um, Andre Robertson kind of described them, uh, the young guys on this team, as young grasshoppers, just sponges yeah. that want to learn. And it really helped trigger this Thunder team to figure it out. And it t- took them about, what, 20 games to figure it out. They started off, what, five and fifth? What was it? Five and 12? I, I, that yeah, was, something like that. It was a long time ago. Basically, their first 20 games. They lost a lot, but they were in about every single one of them. And then from that point on, Madison, they started to win. And so going into the bubble, like the execution and the timing, it's not going to be pretty. Right. Uh, Billy Donovan has said that for the last two weeks. Like, hey, it's not where it needs to be if we're going to actually do something worth a damn while we're down here. Uh, They've had two weeks of extremely uh, difficult physical five-on-five scrimmage practices. They have their first scrimmage today. And I've got to say, maybe Boston's just in a completely different, you know, atmosphere, but they have talent. They didn't have Kimball Walker tonight, uh, but maybe they're kind of in a different level, lower than the Thunder. But the execution and the timing, I was fairly surprised, but maybe that was just because I expected nothing. So anything that resembled like smooth ball movement, guys moving off the ball, maybe anything like that would have just purely surprised me. But uh, Chris Paul only played the first half. Steven Adams didn't only played the first half. Um, SGA played a little bit at the beginning of the second half. But did any like anything worth, I guess, sharing with the first half when all the starters are out there, in your opinion? Yeah, no. A lot of my aha moments from watching the scrimmage actually came from the second half just because it was pretty much what we had been alluding to leading up to the scrimmages was just who's going to step up and have – 
kind of some breakout performances who's really going to surprise people and um for me it was actually Abdul Nader and he just picked up I don't even what did he finish with but I just remember he picked up nine points like like that and it was insane and you know it just showed a lot of fearlessness out there and that's what I was really hoping for from this Thunder team is that they wouldn't show that anxious feeling that they have been talking about they wouldn't show um, kind of the hesitation going out there and getting back into NBA action. You know, they, they didn't show that at all. I thought they played very confidently. I thought, you know, there were obviously some mistakes. There were some sloppy uh, ball movements. There were just some turnovers that could have easily been avoided. But that, you know, that was kind of a key thing that happened all throughout the regular season anyway. It was, yeah. it was no different. And, yeah, I just – I guess from the first half, I, I was very impressed by Steven Adams' performance. I was very impressed – um, by the way, SGA was able to pick right back up where he left off and just have those easy and crafty finishes that just looked almost impossible to actually do, but he made it look effortless. And so just little things like that impressed me. Very impressed by um, Darius Baisley at times. I think he was the one who really did have some of those sloppy turnovers that I was just like, oh. But then we have to remember he's 20, he's young, he's still developing, he's learning, and he does look stronger. So I think he used a lot of key opportunities today to um, basically just improve his game and continue to evolve and just his knowledge of basketball. So just little key things like that. Those are what really stuck out to me. Obviously, Lou Dort, he had uh, the start today, which was awesome to see him still getting recognized as someone who can be trusted to throw out there. And so, yeah, I mean, Billy Donovan even said that all of these little rotation things, they could easily change for Sunday and don't, you know, think too much of them. I just, you know, I take it with a grain of salt, but there were definitely some standout moments for me today. I thought the Thunder looked very agile, very strong, and uh, very fluid. So that was really cool to see. Yeah, I mean, obviously Stephen Adams looked incredible today. Yeah. Again, scrimmage. Um, but I do want to see him and Bull Bull in a one-on-one. Like, we need to see that <laughs> right now. It's the Those are the two best players in the bubble, and it's not even close. Stephen Adams just looked yeah. Incredibly, just Tice wanted nothing to do with him. It was so funny. He was just throwing him around like a rag doll, but he finished with uh, 17 points, SGA, 17 points. And like you said, like it looked like the next day for him. So obviously a lot of the hype that um, has been surrounding him from Billy, from the players, and even Sam Preston, when we had a chance to talk to him, Madison, they've all been hyping up SGA. And um, he did nothing today that made me think that they were just kind of just being nice. So um, these are all good signs. Now, again, this is not me overreacting to a Thunder victory in their first scrimmage because, again, I said before all, like all this happened today that I thought the Thunder had an advantage of being one of the stronger teams in terms of cohesion, leadership, and chemistry. At some point, Madison, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Bucks, even the Celtics today when they get back Kimball Walker, they're going to have more talent than the Oklahoma City Thunder. And at some point, that's probably – you know, that's probably going to come back and bite the Thunder in the ass if they're able to make it past the first round. Uh, but until that time, the Thunder have the advantage of no one needs to actually figure out where do I need to be? What's my role? Like, where do you want me, Chris Paul? Where do you want me, SGA? Where do you want me, Dennis Schroeder? This team, like, is so versatile, and it goes beyond the players' length, athleticism, and ability on the floor. They're just versatile in terms of personality. They're not going to have Dennis Schroeder for some time. We don't know when he's going to leave, sometime maybe in the next week. We don't know how many games he's going to miss. The Thunder will probably lose a few games because they don't have Dennis Schroeder. He scores damn near uh, 20 points per game. He's important. But I really wouldn't be shocked if the Thunder win a few of those games too just because 
is just next man up with this team. And the versatility is really impressive. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued to ask Billy Donovan tomorrow just the, the difference between the execution and timing from day one in Orlando to uh, mainly the first half because those were all the starters and they were playing the, the upper echelon of the roster against Boston. But uh, let's transition, Madison, into uh, your idea for your story. Um, Chris Paul was the other player that we talked to um, following the game. And he, of course, had good things to say about Andre Robertson. But, of course, he, uh, you know, being Chris Paul, the president of the Players Association, and not only that, but just extremely um, vocal about things that he believes in uh, concerning systematic racism, Black Lives Matter, social injustices. Um, he, he's, been, he's been in all the calls, whether it's been we need to, like, try to figure out a way to get back to playing basketball to finish the season to even the Kyrie Irving calls of should we even go there um, concerning that or considering that all the stuff's going on across the country, will we be taking away from that conversation? And Chris Paul has, I don't know if listeners, if you, I'm sure, I'm assuming you follow him on Twitter, if you're a Thunder fan, um, but anytime a player is taking the opportunity to answer questions in scrums and they bring up Breonna Taylor or systematic, systematic racism, Chris Paul always does the thing where he quote tweets it and uh, shares it on his social media accounts. So he's appreciative of that. He took, kind of the center stage today following the game in Madison uh, you have the floor because I thought you had a really good angle and a, a good idea to uh, put something up on the franchiseok.com yeah no thank you I so I kind of was just listening to him uh during post-game availability and you know obviously I wanted to write down quotes and get them out there for people to see and read and enjoy and kind of have an insight of what they what the guys were saying immediately following the game but I was just so um, I was just like entranced by Chris Paul there for a minute because the way he talks about his platform and the meaning of everything that's going on right now and just how returning to the NBA and going down to Orlando was so much more than just playing for a title, getting back to basketball, you know, having uh, the revenue come back in, just all of that. It was so much more to him and it just blows me away. How, like listening to how intellectual he is, how, sincere he is when he talks about this and I'm not trying to like gush over Chris Paul or anything but it's just it was really captivating to hear how passionate he is about a topic that's so prevalent in the world right now so um, yeah basically long story short I was going to put together a little piece and use some quotes that he said today and just talk about how much he is advocating for you know social justice for equality and just how he wants people to understand that this is the biggest stage right now i mean there are other sports starting back up and that's so wonderful but in the world of basketball this is the biggest stage people are tuning in to what's going on down in the bubble here in orlando and it's just it's so cool that you know this isn't just about making money and playing basketball and getting back out there and doing what you've been missing. It's a lot about uh, having this giant platform and using it as much as you can because everybody's tuning in and these players have such a larger voice than I think they have the knowledge of. I mean, obviously they know what they're capable of on the basketball court, but I think sometimes they forget what they're really capable of when they open their mouth and talk about things that are so important for us to know. So Chris Paul is just so valiant in his efforts to do stuff like that. And I admire it greatly. So, I mean, this is a scrimmage and we want to give people content and people things to read and enjoy. And so that was just kind of my idea and I should have it on as soon as I finish dinner tonight. 
Oh yes, dinner. That does sound good. Dinner is good. No, it's um. By the way, um, if you had trouble finding the game today, it's going to be the same format uh, on Sunday morning. I believe at 11 a.m. tip off against the Sixers. Um, it's going to be streamed on their app, the Thunder's app, or you can go to okcthunder.com forward slash live and then just hit play. And then it's just it's just regular game format. So um, their third scrimmage against the Blazers will be on FSOK on normal TV. And then I believe that's just going to be the case from then on in. I believe their final seeded game against the Clippers, it's to be announced at this point, which I which tells me that they're probably going to make that a national broadcast because I don't think the Thunder have any national broadcast games unless they're on NBA TV. And, of course, that doesn't help out Oklahoma City, Oklahoma residents because it gets blacked out. So, yeah. that. But, Madison, we did ask um, listeners and Thunder fans on Twitter for their – First, scrimmage game overreactions because sports, is, sports are back and it's, it's just time to get weird. So uh, it is. Um, anything stick out to you um, as I pull it up myself, Madison? Anything stick out to you as a hot overreaction? Um, well, let's see. There are a couple. <laughs> there's a couple of good ones. Um, I, a judge radar tweeted at us and said, Here's one. OKC looks like a finals contender if the scrimmage is any indication. Well, it is the first scrimmage. So that is a great overreaction. Yeah. And also, if they were to play Boston in a finals, it would be obviously it'd be very good because now the Thunder are two and one against the Celtics. And technically, I don't know if you caught this, Madison, but um, on the TV banners that surrounded the floor, they were all green. They were all like showing yeah. Boston Celtics fans. Um, and I, I guess I missed this, but apparently, um, whoever is the designated home team and the Celtics were the designated home team. That is, um, that is who will be showing across the TV banners to make it feel more like a home game, I guess, for the players or just for the TV okay. viewer. So I guess now technically the Thunder are two and O on the road <laughs> in Boston this season. Uh, first time in, I would say NBA history that a Western conference team was two and O against an Eastern conference team on the road. So uh, that is a record that shall never, ever be broken. Congratulations, Oklahoma City Thunder. Let's go. Uh, Julius Rudd came in with a, so when Dre shoots 75% from the line and 33% from three and plays like 80% of peak Dre on D, how do we react to that? Well, I'd start by taking my clothes off. Even if uh, for some reason we're back at press row, I'd be like, all right, well, I don't need this shirt anymore. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know what's going on. So I might flip a table over or kick over a glass or something. I don't know. I like to break stuff. So. Well, you know, and shout out to our good friend, Matt Burton, uh, our faithful postgame producer, which so uh, hopefully we can get back onto the regular postgame shows, but we'll see, you know, times are tough. We will see. Yeah. But if, if so, we want Matt Burton back as our producer. But his uh, cousin, okay. loving family member, and friend of the podcast, Madison, Deontay Burton, with a dagger three against the Celtics, even though there was no need for a dagger at that point in the game. <laughs> uh, so shout out to Matt Burton and his cousin, Deontay. Hey, if you got it, flaunt it. And speaking of threes, Christopher Long said, this is my favorite one. Steven Adams should always go and shoot the three. Yeah, that was actually – did you notice that, Madison? The first play, the first set in Tulsa against the Mavericks when we were there in attendance for the Thunder's first preseason game way back in October. It was actually on my birthday. Um, first set, Steven Adams in the corner, take a three, and he makes it. I saw that. Yep, and tonight's scrimmage, 
first the same thing first play except man it was a it was an ugly miss but that's, <laughs> it's not Stephen Adams's forte no no I think it's a you know once in a while it will go in once in a while it will not probably more often than not but hey I appreciate um the attempts because you know it got all kinds of people just super excited well maybe it spread the floor maybe that's why Stephen Adams had his way with uh Tice because he always was like I'm not gonna let him burn me on the perimeter like uh uh-uh uh-uh. You know, that, this is kind of one of the things that's lost with the whole bubble thing and us doing this over a computer. Um, the Thunder, like these teams are like designating players to be available to us because normally that happens. Like they'll set up like the backdrop that you see on TV and like Chris Paul or another player will be available and they'll come out of the locker room and talk to us. And then after that, while the rest of the players are still getting out of the shower and getting dressed, then we're allowed to go into the locker room and basically have free reign of any player that we want to talk to or that wants to talk to us. Right. And obviously we didn't get a chance to talk to Steven Adams today because he wasn't one of the two players, but it would have been funny if this was, if we were there, Madison, and we basically just kind of go up to him and say, uh, so you told us you weren't shooting threes. And then the first play of the game you do, and it's a miss. You remember back in Tulsa? I mean, what's going on here? What up, bro? What yeah. up? Yeah. I don't like being lied to. I don't like being lied to, Stephen. No. Um, let's see. Let me see if I can find one. And, um, if seeding games counted towards uh, season awards, which unfortunately they don't, or fortunately, especially if you're a Dennis yeah, Schroeder fan. That's probably fortunate. <laughs> uh, Robertson is hands down the most improved player, and that comes from Shane Gardner. Um, as a Miami Heat fan, uh, Bam Adebayo is the most improved player. But you know what? If they, they should have, like, separate awards for, like, the bubble, like the bubble MVP, <laughs> the bubble most improved player. Like, come on. They totally did. And if Andre Robertson, like, makes an impact, then, then damn it, then he wins it. So, yeah. Well, Madison, we um, – unless there's anything else that I've completely missed, our first post-game uh, podcast in almost 140 days is in the books. Woo! It was a good one. I don't think there's anything we missed. I think we touched on all of it. Just good chemistry to come back. Uh, Billy Donovan obviously said that there's still improvements to be made, but overall he was proud of his team. Andre Robertson came back. Steven Adams is still super strong. He'd probably kill me with one punch. And uh, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, Steven didn't wear the sleeves. And I put it, I tweeted it out during the game. Uh, he It made him look bigger somehow. Yeah. But all he's been doing is tackling uh, cows and setting screens and gets cows back at his farm in New Zealand. So that worked. Yeah, these guys that have home gyms, they should just buy a bunch of cattle and put it in their backyard. I know, and this is Oklahoma. There's plenty of cows. So uh, Plenty of cows. What I are can we doing here? Them. The Thunder could just outbench everybody in the NBA, so you heard it here first. But, uh, <laughs> uh, Madison, you will actually be busy on Sunday and probably won't be able to post game, but – you know, yeah. you need to, you need to go make your money, so no one's going to be mad at you. But um, my apologies. Yes, no. I won't be there Sunday, but back on when's the next one? Thursday. I believe so. Yeah, and then and then I think three or four days later, the real games begin, and then we're right back at it. So uh, Woo! happy to be back, Madison. Happy uh, to be back. Happy for all of y'all to jump back on OKC82 and listen and have some fun with us. But um, Madison. Enjoy the homestead back down in Ada. Uh, Be safe. safe. And until next time, everybody, uh, we will talk to you later.